David, I want to thank you for taking the time to come here this, this morning. I mean, you have some time off because we had to postpone it once, didn't we? Yeah, we had One to. time before then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, start off with, first of all, where were you born? Okay, so I was born in Sweden. Okay. Yeah, in the capital, Stockholm. Right. And I spent my first five years there. Mm -hmm. And then I moved down south because uh, my parents got jobs down south. Okay. And then I, I kind of uh, were grown, uh, grew up in, in two different cities in mm -hmm. the south of Sweden. Right. And at that time, when we moved down, my parents separated. Uh, so they lived in two different cities. But they separated, you mean because of marital problems? Uh, th they were not married Okay. Yeah, from the beginning. Right. They met during the era in Sweden in the 70s. Right. Wait, kind of so they era. never got married? They never got married. They're still not married? Still not married. Okay, that's yeah. why you have the two last names. Exactly. Oh, yes. so you didn't tell me that the last time we talked. No. All right, but they haven't married anyone else either? No, they haven't. And they don't have kids by anyone else? No kids with anyone else. You're the only child they developed at yeah. all? At all, yes. How much of your life did you spend with both of them together? Uh, my first five years. Okay, and after that? After that, it's been I've been uh, like most of the time with my mom in the younger okay. years. Okay. And then when I became fifteen, that's when I spent time more with my dad. Right. Yeah. And he comes here every year to ride motorcycles with you <laughs> all over the country. You see, yeah. you have a good relationship with both of them. Yes, I do. But they're yeah. close. Are they close? They're not so close. No, or? they're not close. They're not no. close. No. I missed I that on that last. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Because I was probably talking so much. I yeah, I was listening to you a lot. Right, right. You yeah, listened yeah. to me the whole time. Yes. And I missed that. I got the fact that your mother's from where? Kenya. Kenya. Yes. And your father's Swedish. 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 Yeah. Yes. And I've seen, and I met both of you, which was really, you blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I met you was at a motorcycle shop. I go to Raikoland. Yeah, Raikoland, yes. And you and your father were preparing for a trip. Yeah. I think it was our maybe second trip. Uh, second, trip. second trip, so we usually do it annually. Mm -hmm. He comes from Sweden to Japan, right. he stays for maybe three weeks, right. and during that time we go out for riding. Right. And when we, when we met, we were buying like microphones, headsets, right. so we could communicate while, while right, riding. Right, right, right. Because when you spend the whole day on the road, that's right. And you can't talk to each other. It's, it's, oh, that's hard. Uh, yeah, it is. You might as well be riding alone. Yeah, exactly. You know? But you're still watching. It's, it's not as good as riding alone, because when you're riding alone, mm -hmm. well, as you know, you don't have to look over your shoulder. You don't have to worry about anyone else. Mm. But when you're riding with someone else, you're always checking them, especially yeah. if you're the one in front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I'm usually the one in front. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Wow. Oh, really? Your father keeps you in front? Yeah, he does. He's, he's trying to protect you. That's uh. what he is. You're not worried about him, but you always have to think, where's well, my dad all right? Yeah. Is he all right? Yeah. So you've done that how many times now? Have you We've done, done it six times. Six huh? rides around Japan. 
So the first one was Izu, the second one was up uh, towards Venus Line, Kagurazaki area. Yeah. And the third one was all the way up to Sendai, mm -hmm. uh, going along the coast, Matsushima, right. and back through Yamagata down to Tokyo. And then the uh, the one after that was I think Hokkaido. Is that we went uh, around Hokkaido, one lap. It took a whole week. Right. Uh, it was very nice. Wasn't it? And very very long stretches, unfortunately. But unfortunately, that's yeah. the part I love. Uh, you didn't go through it. You went all. You did the whole outside of yeah, Hokkaido. Yeah, along you never the coast. Through. Because coming yeah. through, they really have some straight roads. Mm. Yes. Yeah, but along the coast, the north side, all the way up to Wakanai, the Wakanai, northest yes. part of Japan, yes. uh -huh. it's a very, very long it stretch. Is. It, it is. is. Yeah, we did almost that in a whole day. Yeah. 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 Well, how yeah. long? Usually, how mm. long when you ride? Do you? How long do you ride before you take a break? So we do stretches of one hour. That's, that's how I do mine. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I didn't. You didn't. And I, yeah. Oh man, I paid for that <laughs> big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to see how quick I could get to places. Mm. So I'd be riding like for 12 hours sometimes. My longest ride was 12 hours. Wow. And I just rode, 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 rode. And I was with a, not a custom seat, the mm. manufactured seat on oh, that big bike you saw. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it took me, what, a good month before I could stop feeling my butt. Oh. You know, because it was, you know, you're just sitting mm. on the bike and the vibration too. Yeah. That, I said, I'll never do that again, so I stop every hour, yeah, yeah. shake out and stay. And I usually yeah. wait for about 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes before I get back on. Mm, yeah. yeah, That's the longest that's, I'll ride. You learn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Written no. for a long, long time? And May, maybe three hours at, at tops, but yeah. it hurts so much. Tell me about it. Yeah. And you guys are on factory bikes anyway. You don't have customized bikes. Don't have customized. How, what's the, so. what, how many CCs in the bike that you ride? So I ride with a almost 700 CC. Oh, so you have Ogata. You have the big license. Yeah. And yeah. your father, yeah. same thing? Yeah, back in Sweden, he rides a 1600. So he's got a, a big one. Okay. Yeah. Not as big as your, right. your motorcycle. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> the rocket. Yeah. It's it, massive. It, yeah. You've never ridden one, have you? No, not that one. No. I haven't. It rides you. Mm. When you when you touch it, it pulls you. Yeah. Oh. It's all. I'll let you ride it sometime. Yeah, yeah. You'll see. I'll it's a whole different to. feeling. It's all different feeling. Yeah. So tell me. Yeah. So as a little kid growing up, you spent mm. the first five years just sit with mom and dad together. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember any of that? Not much. Okay. No. I I don't remember much of that time in in Stockholm. That, mm -hmm. The first years. Mm -hmm. What I remember vividly is kind of when I learned how to ski. How old were you then? Uh, five around five years okay. old. Okay. Yeah. Mom and dad yeah. were there, or was it just? I think know. they were there. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And then during that time, also, I, I learned how to ride the bicycle. Okay. So then I remember my mom and dad and my grandfather. They were all pushing you, helping you. Yeah. Okay. They were. Yes. All right. <laughs> it was, it was a, a nice memory. You do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. But your first language was Swedish. Swedish. And how yes. long did you speak Swedish before you started learning English? So I think as I, my mother w put me in school, mm -hmm. uh, English school, when in first grade or second grade. Okay. Yeah, so I learned a little bit. Right. Uh, but my teacher, uh, she was kind of keeping me away from being able to play after school. So I didn't really like going to English studies. 
not because of the English language itself, but the teacher. Yeah, so I would go to normal school and then after school she would pick me up and then we would have English class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a little bit mischievous as I was back then. I don't think I am anymore, but I would get up uh, and create plans for how to avoid her. Such as? So I would learn the route she would take to school to pick me up. And then I would learn at what time she would walk down that road. So I would find places to hide along her road to school. And then I would watch her walk past me. And then I would kind of disappear from English class. What do you mean kind of disappear? Wait, wait, wait. I mean, you watch her wait. Yeah. You were supposed to be where she was coming to pick you up. Yes, I would be supposed to be at school. So, so then she'd be worried about you the whole time she's supposed to be teaching you, looking for you. Yeah, you maybe, maybe. I would run away as soon as she passed me from my hiding spot. So How old were you at this time? <laughs> maybe seven, seven years old or something like that. But your mother and father weren't living together then? No, they were not. So your mother would be the one you have to deal with? Yeah. yeah. So how would she deal with you after she found out you, you avoided your English class? Yeah, she was not happy. <laughs> she was really not happy, but I think she was treating me more like an adult, so we okay. had discussions about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I then she fi she figured out that maybe I shouldn't put David in English class. Okay. Yeah. So instead, she she managed to buy um, like satellite TV, mm -hmm. and then she would put on the Cartoon Network. So I would watch that one instead to learn English. Was so it working? Did it, it work? It, would, it worked. Yeah. Really? Because I would walk wake up before class, and then sit and watch cartoons for an hour before going to school. You wanted to do that? I wanted to do that. It was fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. The yeah. Swedish cartoons were not that fun. Fun. Yeah. So the, oh, this, oh, so she had it. Oh, I got it now. Yeah. So when you watch these cartoons, they were all in English, of course. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she figured out a way to... She put it in work for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then what was your school life like? What was it like going to school? Were there many kids mixed like you at school? No, there, there were not. No. Okay. Your mother had your back though, right? Yeah, she had. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> got to find out who she was real quick, right? Yeah. yeah. She goes, She's okay, class, this is my son, David. Any yeah. questions? Yeah. yeah. She's a very strong lady. I bet she is. Yes, she is. I bet she is. Yeah. Wow. Did you enjoy school when you were going through elementary school? Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so you, I think still, you have any friends from that time? Uh, not from my first three years. Mm -hmm. But from after that, I still have friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from year four and upwards. What were some of the things that you enjoyed? What kind of studies did you enjoy <coughs> in elementary? Do you remember? In Stuff elementary, I, I think I learned sci I liked science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that started back then. Uh, I started from birth for you. Yeah. See, I know a little bit of your story. <laughs> yeah. I started from your dad and your mom. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's just clear this up real quick. Yeah. What is your mother doing? What's her What's her, her degree in? My, deg her, my mom's degree is in chemistry. In chemistry. Chemistry, yes. And what does she do right now? Uh, so now she's retired. Okay, she did, but what did yeah. she do prior to retirement? Prior to retirement, she was working with uh, like chemistry and also working with cables. Right. So at, at a company in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cable did she lay? Yeah, she was part of a project of laying a cable between Sweden and Poland. So an underwater cable connecting the two countries together. Mm. Yes. Which was really big at that time. No one had done yeah. that. No, it hadn't. 
it was really nice. And I, I got to see the cable as, as well. It was quite large cable. Yes. And you could see the insides as well and the layers, how it's it's made. Up, yeah. yeah. And she yeah. dealt with all of that. Yeah, yeah, she was. Now let's yeah. talk about dad. Yeah. What does he do? So he's also a chemist. Okay. Yeah. And he's got a PhD in uh, pulp and cellulosa, mm -hmm. yeah. And he's still working in that industry, uh, working with paper, creating paper uh, at different companies in, in Sweden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the beginning, he started working on the paper itself and how to create the paper. And now he's, he's a project manager uh, for different like enhancements to the factories that produce the paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're you're a child of two very brainy people. I like to use the word brainy. <laughs> brainy people. Yeah. So of course they're gonna have a brainy child. Yeah. So after <laughs> so you came. Hmm. So elementary school. What kind of sports did you like? Uh, so I, I like moving my body. So it eventually came into track and field, and uh, jumping and running and mm. also climbing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I tried out the ball sports right. like soccer mm -hmm. and some a little bit of land hockey and, and so such mm -hmm. but my ball control is not so good okay yeah. and I have coordination with the balls yeah yeah okay. and I didn't know at a young age that I needed glasses it was not until I was 10 years old okay that I realized okay I can't see those kids over there I can't see their faces so oh. if I see a ball coming it would it hit you right in the face. It, w it would take a while and then I would notice, oh, there's something coming. So, yeah. So, well, are you wearing contacts now? Uh, I have you LASIK. You had LASIK? I had Just LASIK. one time? One time. So did I. Ah, okay. Yeah, LASIK. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah tell yes. me about it. Yeah. How, long, how, how long ago did you have your LASIK? Uh, three years ago. Here in Japan? Here in Japan. What clinic did you go to? So, Shinagawa. Uh, Shinagawa. Shinagawa Clinic. Okay. I think it's in Yurakcho. Okay, Yurakcho. Yeah. Because I had a friend of mine, went to, she went to um, school with my wife. They both mm -hmm. graduated from the same university, Kale. Oh, and she okay. became an obstetrician. Mm -hmm. My wife's uh, a general practitioner. Yeah. So I had my, we, I, we used to go to clubs and everything together. Oh. All of us. So, yeah. so I knew her from then. Oh. And she's the one that did the Lasix. Oh, they don't nice. do anything. She was behind the machine. She did yeah. the exam <laughs> before and the machine yeah. did everything and the technicians. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that a weird feeling? It is. And you don't see anything, you think, look at the red light, look at the red yeah, light. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look away and be blind for the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that pain, it was kind, kind of unique. I've never right. felt anything behind my ear, my you, eye. You had pain behind your eye? It, it was kind of pressing. So the machine was pressing my eye, okay. and it's starting like pain feeling back there. Back there, I never yeah. felt. I didn't feel that. Oh, you didn't? I felt nothing. The only oh. thing I felt nothing. Wow. They worked on mine. I felt yeah. no pain at all because mm. they put it on one eye, yeah. and, and then they say, "Okay, you're you're not going to see anything after a while." Mm. So and it goes, chick, chick. yeah, and then you're blind. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going, okay, okay. And they say, when you see the red light, keep on looking at the red light. <laughs> keep on looking. But your eye moves around a little bit. You say, yeah. look at the red light. I'm going, please. <laughs> and then I could smell the burn of flesh. Uh, do you smell yeah. that? I smell. When they yeah. do, when they use the LASIK. Yeah. And that's when they're changing the lens or something. Yeah. That's the only time yeah. I smell that. But I thought it was fun. I just went through it. Because mine took seven and a half minutes, seven and a half, so 15 minutes to do both eyes. Okay, it took longer. Okay. Yours was, so yours was shorter? 30 seconds per eye. What? 
Yeah. It was super quick. Mine was 15 minutes. Ah. Maybe what, that's what did you have? I have astigmatism. Meaning okay. it's just de degeneration because of age. Oh, okay. So, so yours is what? Short-sightedness? I was short-sighted uh, yeah. and I have astigmatism. Okay. But they didn't correct astigmatism. Okay, they corrected my astigmatism. That's oh, what they did. Okay, but it, they say it only lasts for what? It could be. T it depends on the person how mm. what kind of shape you're in. So I had mine about ten years or more ago. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking about doing it once again. Yeah. Yeah. They say I think you can do it twice right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. To what hear. about you? Yeah. So you said a couple of seconds. A couple both of eyes? seconds. Both eyes. Maybe that's why it, it pain, hurt so much. Yeah, because they just slapped the machine on my eye and they pressed the eye down. They just so cut you it couldn't up. move it. I couldn't move. So I, they didn't ha have to tell me, look at the red no, light. It was, it, was just <laughs> it was just fixed at the red light. And they just... And they cut open the lens, they opened it up. Right. And then they burned inside. And then they glued it back. Glued it back and they removed the machine. 30 seconds. No, mine was... It was so fast. No, yeah. mine was. I was. Up there. I had to think about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> and and afterwards, did you have to be in a, a dark room for some time? No. No. I got in. I shouldn't. I wouldn't suggest this for anyone else. I'm just saying this now. But I had my assistant with me, so she was with mm -hmm. me. And when I I drove back, and it felt yeah. like. Have you ever been in a swimming pool and it has too much chlorine and you feel like you have yeah. rocks in your eyes? Yeah. It's kind of. That's the feeling I had, but I could see enough to take it back. <laughs> That's, yeah. and, I, and I drove, I drove myself back. I drove myself wow, back. Wow. Okay. And never. Yeah. And she trusted me because she knew mm. that I'm not going to go like this. That's what they don't want you to do. That's why you have to wear those glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people itch their eye and think about it. Mm. I had no intention of doing that. Yeah. And didn't have to wear in the shower because she said just try not to get too much water in your eye. Mm. So you just do everything from the back. Yeah. You know? And do it that way, but no, oh, and no problem. Okay. And she said, "You want to come in for the checkup afterwards? Just come and look." And I did. She said, "You okay?" And I said, I'm "Okay." She said, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> she knows me. She knows my personality. She knows what mm. I'm like. Uh, so it's like, yeah, she's been knowing me for a long time. Mm. So she knows that my word's my bond, yeah. and I'm not gonna make it look bad. I said, yeah. "I'm gonna make this work," and it did. It was a beautiful operation, but it was mine was seven and a half minutes. Yeah. Yours was, yeah, it was super quick. 30 seconds. 30 seconds on each eye. Yeah. So maybe if you don't want to have pain, you mm. go longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After the fact, I might have considered the longer one. Uh, because I still have that astigmatism in front of computers, mm -hmm. I, I wear glasses mm -hmm. to, to make my eyes not become so tired. Mm -hmm. But on the weekends when I'm out riding, that's when I get the benefit of my LASIK. Because can I can see everything. And when it's bright outside, kind of my astigmatism doesn't bother me. Okay. So I can see very far. And it's so nice to put on the helmet without bothering with the glasses mm. and just sit on the road mm. and ride. Mine, I had, before mine, I had two glasses, two sets of glasses. One for seeing up close and one yeah. for seeing at a distance. Oh, so when okay. I drove, I had to win because I couldn't see the signs. Yeah. So I'd have to get right under them and it's too late, you know, if you're on the expressway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oops. <laughs> anyway, wait, wait. Oh, no, yeah. no, uh, sit, don't turn left. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah. with the like you said, with the LASIK, I can see at a distance. Mm. Really good. She couldn't make them both the same. So one was mm. twenty fifteen, so one's really good distance. Yeah. And the other one's just you know, twenty twenty. Oh, okay. So one I can see mm. I can see yeah, I can okay. see the spots on the moon. You know. Let's get into your high school stage. What was it like for you in high school? Yeah, high school, it was good. 
Because you I started living with your father. Yes, at that time. Right. Yeah. So How the high, high school was right in the middle of the city. And at that time when I started high school, we moved to a new city. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up in southern part of Sweden in the younger years. Mm-hmm. And then at high school, we moved up to kind of, I would say, middle of Sweden. Right. Your mother moved yeah. with you? No. She stayed, she stayed in, in okay. southern part of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would be 100% with my dad at that time. And, and the school was, it was pretty nice. Did you feel any differences like between, what was the biggest difference when you left from your mom to your dad? Because that happened to me in a way. Yeah, yeah I think I kind of became more, I, w- I was more free with my dad. Yes, I mean in, in a good way. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was bad being with my mom right. because she was teaching me the ways, right. how, how to deal with what's going to come in life. Mm-hmm. And then my dad took over once it started, mm-hmm. when my life kind of started. How old were you when that happened? Uh, 15 years old. 15, okay. Yeah, 15. Right. Yeah. And you were happy to go, huh? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's about the same with me. I think I was about 15 or so mm-hmm. when I stopped being with my mother so much. Because mm-hmm. she actually moved, and mm-hmm. my sisters, and then I lived with my father. Oh. And I think it was a good time because that's when you're really making decisions yeah and choices yeah. for me anyway tell me what it's like for you yeah for me as well both bad and good decisions mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah i was it was nice to grow up in a new city and make a new break like start off new and i when i moved there and started making out friends i went down the path of n- not so good path mm-hmm. in the beginning but i quickly realized that maybe this clique of people was not suited for me and then I went back into being more of a, uh, going back into studies again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what I actually liked. Uh, you thought you were going to like the rough side, but uh, you thought you were going to like that, but it didn't turn out being so well. It didn't, yeah, yeah. Did your father say anything about that? Did he know that you were going that way? Yeah, he knew because all, all the time he would make sure that I got home safely mm-hmm. at every, every night. So he would come and pick me up wherever I was. So if he wa- I was in a, yeah, how do you say, a bad neighborhood okay. or with people who were a little bit rough, mm-hmm. he would notice and mm-hmm. he would be able to talk to them as well mm-hmm. and show his face. Mm-hmm. But he's a very calm person, so he would never be aggressive towards anyone. But I think with his calmness, it, it scared away the, the rough people. They knew that, <laughs> they knew that, that was yeah. just, he could do that, but if he yeah. had to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. So <laughs> after a couple of months, um, I think I felt the need to go back into studies. Mm-hmm. So I would spend a lot of time at home uh, studying mathematics and studying How physics. How old were you when this so happened? On. How old were you, do you think? It was uh, towards 16 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. Mm. So I think... And then you loved... So you liked, you liked doing that. What were your favorite subjects? You said math? Math, okay. yes. And, and chemistry and physics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then from there, from from high school, you went to college. So you went to college in Sweden? Yes. Which one? Uh, Uppsala University. Is that a really good college? Yeah, it is. Okay. What's it equivalent to in the U.S.? Because only in the U.S. Stanford, Harvard. If, if, uh, I think it's one of the top four or five in Sweden. So maybe something like that. Harvard, Princeton, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's a a big school and it's very nice. 
Yeah. Did you feel so? How did you feel when you got into the college? Did you did you you went there on a scholarship? I think you told me. Uh, not not here in Sweden. Okay. But when I went to to Japan, I got a scholarship. Okay. Yeah. So when I got in there, it felt it felt really nice because there was a lot of like people who had interest in mathematics and mm -hmm. people interested in physics. And that's all they and cared about. Yeah, that's what I cared about back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also a little bit of drinking. I liked at that time as well. <laughs> yeah, but so it was a good mix. It was a good balance that you studied for six weeks mm -hmm. and then you had uh, your exam period for a week and mm -hmm. then you had one week of partying. And then back into the cycle again. Right. Yeah. So actually, my mother she told me about that cycle, uh, the same experience she had when she went to university mm -hmm. back in the day. That yeah, make sure you study, make sure you take the exams, and you pass the exams, and then you can party as much as you want. And that's what you yeah. did. Yeah, and that's what I did. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I did that for about a five-year period. Okay. Yeah. Then you get your degree. Yeah. In what? I got my degree in engineering physics mm -hmm. with an emphasis on space electronics. Okay. Yes. Right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but during that time, during that six-year mm. time, did mm. you came to Japan? I did oh. for an exchange year. Exchange year. Yeah. What university did you go to? At Tohoku University. Okay. Up in Sendai. Right. Yeah. So I was in a lab, uh, Yoshida, Yoshida-san's lab. Mm -hmm. It was space robotics. Mm -hmm. So it was right up my alley. Uh, and that's when I learned how to program robots, mm. and it was it was a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, because they had space rovers, uh -huh. and they had mini rovers, and that's what I was actually working on—a uh, two-wheeled rover with a little tail. Mm -hmm. And what you did with that one, you put it inside a rocket. Yeah, and we actually went to the Nevada desert in America mm -hmm. for a competition okay. with this robot. Uh, so we had a, a collaboration with people like hobbyists making rockets on mm. their spare time. So we connected with one of those, put our robot inside, and that got fired up into the sky, three or four kilometers up. Mm -hmm. And then it ejected the robot, mm -hmm. and the robot f came down with a parachute. And then right out in the Black Rock Desert in Nevada, it found its way home riding for about a kilometer. That's the one that you did, you guys prepared. Yeah, me okay. and two other guys were doing that. And it came all the way back? It came all the way back to the goal. So it was a pre-programmed goal, a GPS location, and the small robot, not weighing more than a kilo, was taking it way back. And I was part of the electronics and the programming for that robot. Okay. Yeah. So what place you come in? We did not finish first. Okay. Well, we got very close to the to, <laughs> to the goal. We were unfortunately disqualified because the parachute got entangled up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but if we if the wind would have taken the parachute off and the ejection mechanism would work perfectly, mm -hmm. then we would have been number one. Oh. Yeah. But it was a, a great Good experience, experience yeah, yeah, to see it happen yeah. in real life, that's yes. the thing. And it, it's the same desert as the Burning Man, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. Where they have the Burning Man every year? Yes, they do. Wow. I haven't been to Burning Man, but right. after we went, mm -hmm. everyone thought we had been to Burning Man. So, <laughs> yeah. so did you study Japanese prior to coming? Yeah, I studied for about one year before mm -hmm. coming to Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
in Sweden mm. uh, at, yeah, at Stockholm University. Mm -hmm. So I was going to two universities in two different cities at that time. It was quite tiresome mm -hmm. yeah, to commute one hour to another city mm. and then go back and then study. So I was studying a little bit too much at that time. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But, but I, I think it was worth it. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So after you finished university, mm -hmm. what, what was your first job? My first job, it was actually before finishing university. Okay. Uh, it was a, a satellite company or a company that provides like uh, computers mm -hmm. for satellites. Mm -hmm. So they came up with this new idea that you can use off-the-shelf computer parts and you strip away the plastic and you put it on a, like a ceramic wafer mm -hmm. and then you use that as the base for the computer. So you can take a big computer and shrink it down to very, very small size, put it in a satellite and, and shoot it up into the sky. So I was working on making the program to test uh, this computer. So because of the radiation in space, it's very uh, unlucky if you have only one computer. So they made a kind of an array. They created four identical computers and I would create a software program to make them interact with each other and make sure that they were working fine. Yeah. So that was my, my first job. Okay, yeah. and that's in Sweden? In Sweden, Okay. yeah. And then after that, uh, it was around the time when the Lehman, Lehman shock, shock yes, happened, uh -huh. mm -hmm. financial crisis. So about that time I finished and took my degree, Master of Science. And then I, I started working for Ericsson, mm -hmm. yeah, the, yeah, the phone maker or the right, telephone right. operator company. I worked there for about half a year mm -hmm. uh, because I, I got the opportunity to come to Japan again. Through Ericsson? No, it was okay. a, a different track mm -hmm. on the side, mm -hmm. yeah. So my initial reason for coming to Japan was that I had previously, before finishing up my studies, applied for a PhD position at Tohoku University. Yes. And I got accepted to that. I got a scholarship for that as well. And that was the reason for going to Japan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but once I arrived, me and the professor, Yoshida-san, we didn't really get along, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but you told me the story behind <laughs> that. Yeah. Because you, you, had, you had planned so much on a project that you wanted to do. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. it yeah. wasn't his plan. It was not his plan. Okay. Yeah. And therefore, you decided, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what can I do? So... What can you do? So yeah. you didn't. Go, you you ended up just not taking the scholarship. You went on. Yeah. And did I, something else. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No so feelings hurt. No. No, no feelings. No bad hurt. feelings. Nothing, not from yeah. my side. No. Yeah. And uh, I think he he's probably happy. Because oh, sure. Yeah. Right. So then, from there, what happened? Where did you end up after that? So I had a, an an um, how do you say a friend that gave got me in contact with the. A Japanese-based company or a uh, a small startup company which had ties to Sweden and the university I had been at. So I got into that track and got in contact with them, went to Kansai and started working at that startup company. It was part of the Doshisha University kind of startup scene. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I joined that company and they were working on way scales. So it's 
kind of a, a product you put in the highway. Mm -hmm. So it was a joint uh, research and development project with West Nexco, mm -hmm. the Japanese highway. Right. And the way scale, it, when you run a vehicle over it, you kind of estimate the mass of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they want to have that is because most of the highways in Japan is elevated. Mm -hmm. So the maintenance cost is super high for those. So as when overloaded vehicles like trucks go on the road, they destroy the road much faster than other mm -hmm. vehicles. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to have some kind of yeah, uh, tool to measure the if the truck was overloaded or not, mm -hmm. they would give some indication to the truck driver mm. so that they would exit at the next exit oh, as soon as possible. Good. Yeah. So I was there for three and a half years working on that, uh, taking it from an idea together with the, the, uh, cr the owners of the company, mm -hmm. uh, working on, again, software and also the being the product manager for that. Mm -hmm. And I, I invited the people I used to do exchange year mm -hmm. up in Sendai. I invited five people from all over the world mm -hmm. to come back to Japan and start working together with me. And they did it? And they did, yes, they did. It was, it was really nice. That yeah. was neat. Yeah, it was. And you were the project manager at the time too? Yeah. How old were you during when that happened? 26 maybe. And all of you about the same age then? Yeah. All, yeah. Yes. You guys yeah. must have had a good time. So you it did what your mother taught you. You mm -hmm. guys worked hard and you partied hard. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. neat. That's yeah. neat. So yeah. you're still in close contact with them? Yes, I am. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think I saw some of the pictures of you and them in your Facebook. Mm. Yes. That had to be them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so mm -hmm. where did that lead you? Did that lead you to where you are now? So there was one. Uh, thing in between but uh, while I was in Kansai I met up with a friend of a friend who came over from Sweden and so a, a university friend I showed him around in Kansai area and he told me David I have a friend in Tokyo and he's looking for engineers like you David so maybe I'll, I'll put you in contact so I started talking to, to uh, a guy named Eric for some time uh, nothing happened immediately, uh, so I found another job in Tokyo working with smartphones and I worked there for about a year and during that time I still had contact with Eric. And then all of a sudden he asked me, why don't you come out and have dinner with me? And then we, we had dinner and it was kind of like an interview because mm -hmm. he was asking me about Taylor expansions and how to do some mathematics how to do the derivatives of something. And he was just checking me out if I would be up to the task or mm -hmm. to start working together with him. Yeah. And then at the, the end of 2013, he gave me an offer to start working in, in the financial industry. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and I started working together with, with Eric and Daniel, who are the founders of the company. and and. I started working kind of in the heart of the financial industry with major institutions here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what year was that? What year was this? 2013. 2013, okay. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's been it's been fun ever since. Oh, you're still working with them? Yes, I'm still working with okay. them. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
You told me about that. Mm. That's when you told me about because there's a separation between the banks and the government. Yes. Yeah. And that gap provided a, a void that mm. you and your company are able to fill. Yes. Is that what it, it is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they can communicate better. Yeah. Basically. And you handle the software into that? Yes, the, the software part. So basically we, we provide the IT skills mm -hmm. uh, as well as the business skills. And that's the, the niche that we have is, is bringing together the business side and the IT side mm -hmm. for all the financial institutions. Mm -hmm. Now you're overall the project right now in Japan, aren't you? Yes. Because they moved back to Sweden or where? They they moved actually they moved to Yeah. Not Sweden anymore. They went to another island. They went to somewhere. They're on their yacht right now with their martinis just going, Okay. I wonder how Dave is doing. Did you see that part? Yes he did. That's good. So you've been with them for how long now? For more than eight years now. More than eight years. Yeah. You're yes. enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Now, I have to ask you this. Mm. Now, your hair is really long. When it did is. you start growing it? Ooh, last millennia. So, really? 1999 okay. is the last time I cut my hair. But you told me you're not a Muslim. I'm not a Muslim. No. Okay. Is, does it have any religious reasons why you're growing it? It does not have religious reasons. Spiritual? Not spiritual either. Okay. It it's kind of like uh, a re how do you say revolt? So against what? Against my aunt. <laughs> you can tell me all this. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. On whose side? Your mother's side or your father's side? My mother's side. So your mother's sister. You're my mad. Exactly. My mother's sister. Now you're so revolting against your mother's sister. Your aunt who? Can you say her name? Aunt Jessie. Aunt Jessie. Why? Not just yeah. YouTube. I'm just curious. <laughs> so, yeah. That's unique, especially to be in a country like this that's very conservative. Because, mm. of course, people immediately think that you happen to be a Rastafara mm. or you're in, involved in music or yeah. something. That's all they would think. They'd never think that you're a math wizard and a scientist. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing they'd think. Uh, so, what's, so what's with Aunt, what's her last name? Aunt Jessie, Aunt Jessie. Mutura is okay. her last name. Aunt Jessie Mutura. Yes. With what did she do to get you to do this? So, so basically, I, as we talked about, I grew up in Sweden. Mm -hmm. uh, so my mother's uh, relatives are in Kenya. So I would go down to Kenya maybe once every 10 years. And I went down in 99. So I went there for Jesse Mutura's daughter's wedding. Yeah. And at that time, uh, I had to stay with her because she was living in a very big house and she could accommodate me and my mother. But she had certain rules. And I would come directly from Sweden with kind of like a small afro. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was cool back then. But on the, on the way from Sweden to Kenya, I had to be on the plane. I couldn't take care of my hair. So it got a little bit rough. And once I entered her domains, she looked at me the young David, I was, I was about 14 years old, and she said, David, you can't look like that. Let me take you to the barber. So we went to the barber, and she just said, take care of his hair to the, to the hairstylist. And they cut my hair, but they were not accustomed to afros. So they cut it like a little bit slanted. It was just wrong. It, it wasn't even. It wasn't even. 
and it made it too short in the back, so I couldn't get that perfect round microphone afro. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I got so angry inside. So I was just thinking to myself, I can't, I can't stand this, I can't stand this. So I, I don't want to cut my hair anymore. I don't want to have someone else tell me what to do with my hair. So <laughs> that's what did it. That's what did it. So 99 was the last time I cut my hair. So you had a fro for a while, or did you just start braiding it? I started braiding it maybe in 97 or something. So you know and how to braid? Who, who braided Your mother braided it? Or I, I know not braided it. So that, I, I just kept my afro. And I had some hair salons in Sweden do braiding as well. But then this, this type right now is all natural. Mm -hmm. So it started coming out from an afro. Uh, that I had while I was actually in Japan, 2006, 2007. Mm -hmm. So during Japan, it started started kind of becoming dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. And then basically, so right now I have a hair, hair band right, here right, right. to make it look kind of Neat, okay. okay. Yeah. Right. And then these ones, they're kind of odd size. They're not equal. Okay, they can be equal, yeah. Yeah. So some but are but thin and some are... So do you soak them in water or what for cleaning them? I use a lot of shampoo, a huge amount of shampoo, and I, I just stand in the but shower. How do you do each one of these? These ones? Yeah. I take my time to rub oh, it just like rub this. It like, okay, and yeah. to get inside. And to get inside. And you have to do so that how often? I do that every two weeks or something. Every two weeks, like weeks go like that. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes I go into the tub. Right. And soak just my whole body. Yeah, I do. And then how do you get it back to where it's supposed to be, like that? So, so this is all natural. This doesn't change at the bottom. Right. It's only at the top that it kind of grows into one. Mm -hmm. It tries to grow into one. So I use scissors to kind of separate them to make sure that they're still like separated up here. Otherwise, it will just grow into one big dread. And start pulling your head back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's it's did it's you kind of it's kind of you, you see absolutely your mom and dad you they couldn't have ever believed you were going to do this no they did not and neither could it. you, you no just came attached to it will you play with it at home or something what do you do with yeah. these things <laughs> you the names and yeah, yeah. how many do you have how many do you have total so, so I had a friend count it for me okay right I'm sure you did yeah and she said I have eighteen eighteen, 18 of them. big ones up here okay. yeah. So I think at some point in before I had 44, but that, that was a long time ago because you have them they start like to get, separate. Yeah. So back then I had several and then they started to grow together because uh -huh. I didn't cut them, I didn't separate them back then. And then they kept getting thicker and thicker. They so still twined together. Yeah. So you ever think there's going to be a day when it's going to come off? Mm, maybe. But, but not, yet. Yet. not yet. yet. Have you ever thought about when you cut it, donating it and stuff? Because can't you do that? Yeah, you can donate it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I guess they would, they would just make it so that people could attach the dreads onto their mm -hmm. hair. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's how many years grow? It's been, it's 21 years now. Yeah. 21 years. Yeah. Wow. It's pa past the teenager. It's 21 years. Yeah. So you have a lot of memories in that hair. Oh, yeah. There's. It's like rings on a tree, basically. I would think so, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. So when you meet Rastas, what do you guys, do you ever get together with Rastas and talk? Have you ever met somebody, Rasta, who has the same 
dreadlocks? I met people with the same kind of dreadlocks, right, right. Uh, but we, I haven't gone together and talked about. And talked, yeah. yeah. Talked yeah. about hair and nothing. No. Because I've met yeah. a couple, of, but they're musicians. Mm. I met a couple of guys that have it, and they're musicians, and they usually wear these knit caps over uh, it. Yeah. And put it. You ever do that? Uh, sometimes I do. Okay. Because it's it's kind of long. It goes mm. below my waist. So, <laughs> so sometimes when I sit down, yeah, it pulls my hair. Right, and yeah. yeah. And sometimes when I do workouts or anything like that, mm -hmm. they're kind of in the way. Right. Yeah. And sleep. So you have to wear something, right? When yeah. you're sleeping. When you're sleeping, sometimes like you wake up and you. It's around your neck. What is that? I mean, it's kind of convenient when I don't have a pillow. Okay. I can oh, just really? roll up my hair and, just and then sleep on, on my hair. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is. Okay. Especially when I go out camping, it's, it's very okay. convenient. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when your dad is dead, you go, okay, cool, because I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? Is he, yeah. oh, he, has he been thought, he hasn't been able to come back for two years now. For two years, no. Yeah. And I think they have a new regulation now that if you do come here, you have to be in quarantine. They take you away for three days and put you somewhere. Yeah, at least three. For, from Sweden now, it's six days. They, they, they take you, you and you have no, and no windows, they tell me. I mean, they close the windows. Are they clo yeah, they close the windows. You're not allowed to open the windows. For six days for in six Sweden? Days. For six days, if you come from Sweden to Japan. So in Japan, you have to be in a hotel. Six days if you come from Sweden? Yes. It's beca because of it's the new new variant that came out, that they increased the length you have to stay in a hotel. Yeah. I know from it's California, it's three days. Oh, okay. If you come there, it's three yeah. days. But they take you where they want to take you. Mm. And, and, okay. and, and forbid, God forbid, somebody in your plane mm. had COVID. Oh. You know, because they yeah. test everyone. Then I wonder how long they keep you. Uh, yes. They're, they're really making it hard for people to travel. Yeah. It's very difficult because you spend more of your time in quarantine mm. than you will doing what you need to do, unless mm. you can work from your room, but still, yeah. it's a point. It is. If you have to stay in a hotel room, <laughs> you <laughs> do your job, <laughs> and you can stay at home and been free. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you have to share with us at the end? Anything you'd like to leave uh, us with? I would like to, to leave everyone with that Japan is a wonderful place to be in. I think the culture itself, it's, it's nothing like other parts of, of, of the world, especially compared to, for example, Sweden, where I, I grew up and, and my ha I have a long story, is that in Japan, it's, it's a lot about like, the service-mindedness in Japan is such a wonderful thing to experience. And even though that it sometimes it's not the same as um, like what I'm used to in Sweden. I think it really gives you a very nice way of, of understanding the Japanese culture. Yeah, and I think I fit in very well here. Uh, so I think last time we, we talked, I'm more of a listener. And here in Japan, listening is, is kind of revered, I think. And uh, I would say that if you are a person like me, then Japan would be a wonderful place for you. Yeah. What if and you're a talker? If you <laughs> <laughs> like me. Like you. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's <laughs> the fan too. No, it's yeah. good for talkers too. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Don't get it's because good. the Japanese like to listen. Yes. And because so yeah. many Japanese people really listen, mm. they they really love having someone who doesn't mind you just listening. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good place for both of us. I think so. It is. It's yeah. a good place. Do you yeah. ever see yourself leaving Japan, or would you? Think no, you not in the close close years. You I really think I will stay here for for quite a long time. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to leave. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Your total time here now is how long? It's been more than twelve years. More than twelve years. Yeah, more than twelve years. Oh, so. you're getting up there. Yeah, it is. I think wh when you get to around ten years, it becomes a different place to be, Japan. Because you yeah, that. because you have the, the people who come here for a couple of years and they leave, mm -hmm. but the ones that stay longer, the, the group of people get smaller and smaller, and then you realize like this is the place where I actually want to stay mm -hmm. for a long part of my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and it opens up new doors as well. It does. You meet new people. It does. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's very nice. Yeah. 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 But anyway, but I want to thank you so much, David. <laughs> thank you, Lance. It's a pleasure. I Real enjoyed pleasure. this. It's really, really good. We're going to have lunch enjoy. after this, too. Yes. Yeah. And I get to talk. And you yeah. <laughs> I listen. I listen. <laughs> thank you for listening to me. For, for sure. <laughs> I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan. Continue to reach for the stars. And you're too blessed to be stressed. <laughs>